0: My name is Dr. Tyr Fothergill, and I'm a recovering archaeologist. I use this phrase, I've stolen it completely, from Professor Emeritius Terry O'Connor, formerly of the University of York. I um, still maintain an active interest in archaeological science, mostly things that have to do with bones and disease. Those are my favourite. But also, I now work in tech, I work in technology ethics on the Human Brain Project, and I'm an avid Gamer, and now my colleague.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's like the most academic introduction. Um, I've got to follow that up now with my with my uh, my academic credentials. We've got to introduce the podcast too. This is the not just a game podcast. And that was Tier, and now I'm Catherine. I was just being a dork, um, mm. but that's what we love. Thanks. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. I'm Dr. Catherine Flick, and I'm a reader in computing and social responsibility at Timothy University, and that means I can read really well, which is nice.
0: It's good um, to be recognized for these I think so.
1: I mean, I worked a good 37-something years, or, well, probably actually not 37. Mm. I wasn't reading straight out of the womb.
0: But anyway, mm. a good
1: 30-plus years. I worked really hard, and it's finally it's finally been recognized. I mean, well done. <laughs> Anyway, um, basically what a reader is, uh, is that I'm basically, I guess, recognized by my peers as being a researcher uh, of a certain influence.
0: And all-round
1: general badass
0: and the equivalent of what, tenure track in uh, North America, right? Yeah, so I tenure guess that, track
1: profit. it actually would be tenured, I think. Yeah, tenured, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Anyway, so I passed that test, so that's nice. Um, I do stuff on ethics and technology, and uh, one of my passions is video games. And every year we go and do a Pax East thing in Boston where we talk about video games and ethics. And, and, and it's going to be our last one this year. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. a bit sad about that. It is super sad, but it's for a good reason. It's for a very good reason. Yeah, I'm going to be having a baby, so isn't that exciting? Woo! Woo! <laughs> no, that I think you mean more. Wow. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I at think, some point, I, I, mean, <laughs> I think you'll be hearing enough of that. I so. suspect so. <laughs> just leave,
0: leave
1: to. Anyway, you know, this will be my seventh year doing it, yeah. and I think you've been with me for what about four years or yeah. so. Yes. Sh- so you at know, at least four.
0: I don't three remember. or four. This will be four, I think. Four.
1: This will be the fourth one. Yeah.
0: Um, but we're both, you know, we're yeah, we're going to enjoy it. We're yeah, gonna make the most gonna of it. It's going to be great fun.
1: And if you happen to be in Boston and want to come along to PAX, we have our booth in the Diversity Lounge. Yep.
0: Ask an ethicist. Ask and an ethicist. A slightly crazed archaeologist
1: yeah but that's what makes such a great team
0: yes of
1: the Catherine and Tear show (laughs) yes (laughs) yes yes. but we come and find us when we're not hungry (laughs) 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 but seriously come earlier in the weekend if you can because we'll be more compost mentors (laughs) yeah or
0: you know we accept donations of of coffee um Mm. yes well, yeah. Probably not for me. Oh, wait, not for you. No, I accept donations of coffee.
1: Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll take cake. If or you juice? have cake, you like juice? juice is yeah, good. Juice? Yeah, mm. anyway, that's who we are. Uh, we yes. ba- are both researchers, we both very much like video games, mm. and this is why we do this podcast. So, if this is your first episode listening to us. That's basically why we feel
0: eh, we just thought we'd reintroduce ourselves, and we'll do this every yeah, once in a every while so just, so just, to,
1: to just to remind you who we are and to remind ourselves of.
0: How silly we are.
1: Yes. (laughs) Anyway, um, we wanted to talk this time about a game that we both played over, well, it was sort of towards the end of last year, and then we went on
0: Christmas break. Oh, We just had quite a lot of difficulty finding a a time that we were both...
1: We are both very busy people, but Mm -hmm. we enjoyed this so much that we make time now. Yes, so we both played a game that had won um, an award at the Game Awards. Uh, It won an award for Best Art Direction. And it's by Lucas Pope, who wrote Papers, mm. Please, which is one of my other favourite, favourite games. Uh, and it's called The Return of the Obra Dinn. So, Tia, do, do you want to just introduce what the game's kind of about?
0: I mean, all right. so Return of, of the Obra Dinn is, it's a game that's a bit more like Myst um, or Riven. It's in that it's kind of a, a really engaging puzzle game sort of, There's a little bit of reconstruction, there's a little bit of filling in the blanks, set aboard a fictional ghost ship, which I don't really enjoy the phrase ghost ship for the same reason I don't enjoy the phrase ghost town, but that can wait for another podcast. (laughs) Um, But it's a, you know, East India Company ship, and by the time your character encounters it, you are an insurance assessor,
1: (laughs) Uh, which, okay okay do you know what i kind of love this this is what lucas pope just does so well i mean in papers please you were this passport officer right immigration officer customs official doing boring administrative clerking things yeah exactly so both of these games are admin games (laughs) so if you're like us and don't have enough admin in your life Oh, oh This is different admin yeah. this is pretend pretend
0: admin pretend
1: is ad- so much more fun <laughs> but i mean seriously they're, real admin. i mean I, I don't know what your notes looked like by the end of this game but i had spreadsheets there were all kinds of things
0: so I had post it notes and i had spreadsheets I had sticky notes so i played this with my husband uh, for a series of reasons one was so that one of us could scribble things down and the other person can kind of look around the other thing is that both of us notice completely different things uh, about each scene in the game and I say scene I mean that quite uh strictly speaking you experience as this insurance assessor um you know working on behalf of the honorable company your job is to go and investigate basically what happened to all the people aboard the oberdin so um the oberdin has mysteriously floated back into port and uh, it's it's not a mystery by by the end of of the story we will have a a spoiler section of this podcast but we will warn you and we will tell you exactly how long we're going to to talk so you're this agent for the for the company and and you're trying to figure out how everyone died and under what circumstances because that is important in paying out money to those people's estates Hmm. um and you know various other bits and pieces of, of of compensation but the process of doing this means taking out an object which is a pocket watch a very large pocket watch and using that to i mean it sounds a little bit like a 1980s oven timer but never mind that fits really well with the aesthetic of the game Mm -hmm. and uh sound is also very important when you find the remains of a person um or 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 another animal yes but not all animals that are pictured
1: no you're right no in
0: fact only certain animals. And this comes back to kind of our chicken work in a way. And there's mm-hmm. another comment I had on, on the game. But I'm supposed to be giving you a brief overview and here I am <laughs> blathering on about chickens. dying non-humans. And chickens, of course, which are very important. Uh, anyway, you use this pocket watch, this magical pocket watch on a body and it transports you to the moment um, immediately for and before and of um, you know that death so you in effect uh travel to that scene and it still seems each scene is a still scene and you can wander around it in three dimensions and look at different angles and you know you you can to a limited extent interact with things in the death scenes Mm. um which is quite fun um I don't think it's giving too much away to say that when you're in one death you can locate another yeah that that's you a, may uh, only see through someone else's death um and, and but it's also
1: important sometimes. I think to note that before the death scene mm. is shown uh you actually oh. get this kind of uh last few seconds of yes. audio as well which can include conversations or sounds or um most little screams or Or, or, or whatever (laughs) and
0: it's and it's for me the sound was a really very challenging part of the game it was initially it was just overwhelming and incredible and I enjoyed it very much but then after kind of the third evening or fourth evening that I spent you know Mm. with my husband kind of being like okay you know I had the music in my head all night when I was trying to sleep and I had certain bits of conversation from deaths that we had to revisit. And you do get to revisit deaths um, as long as you remain at the kind of scene of the ship. So I I would hear sort of certain unfortunate people, uh, you know, dying multiple times.
1: And it can be quite a a visceral Oh, yeah, because you
0: hear sound effects. It's not just people but it's it's the voice actors are excellent um there are a lot of easily recognizable dialects um and it's it's quite the characters are immediately made individual to you and and in that moment they are simultaneously manifest with an entire history behind them which is then ended uh so you you take all of this uh data around their death what killed them who or what uh actually was the cause behind it, if it, I mean if it's something like a weather phenomenon or
1: being stabbed by a knife. Being
0: stabbed by a knife, or falling off of something, or being crushed by something, or or what have you.
1: You know, when I first saw there's this list, so when you when you first very the very first um death that you you look at mm, and mm-hmm. and you have to then put into your notebook what caused the death mm. who or what caused the death, mm. uh, and then and what how they were killed, and the, the list of the things is just incredible. There were things like you know <laughs> <Exhausted>. <laughs> sliced up and uh, you know crushed and I mean, every possible. And there's a difference
0: between being speared and being spiked, for example. Oh yeah, very different. <laughs> Incredibly relevant. <laughs>
1: Gosh. it was really quite it was quite impressive and i was like surely not all of these things could have happened but pretty much sure, all well, of pretty them much did. All <laughs> them did. yes that's right
0: um i love the voice acting and i love the sound effects but yeah, they, brilliant they, foley work oh wow. well done to those
1: foley yeah. artists Ooh. round of applause
0: very quiet round of applause because yes yeah so i mean that's the basic setup and and at the end of this right it, you think all right well i'll fill out my ledger and look at the passenger manifest and make sure that everything is, is complete and, um, you know, job done. I'll have, I'll have figured out the story of, of everything that happened.
1: Not quite so simple.
0: It's not.
1: Yeah. I mean, so you, you do get some information to help you. There's a bunch of photographs that you get, uh, which, which, which sketches come sort like. of, oh yeah, sketches, aren't they? Yeah. Cause so there's a ship's artist. That's right. There is the ship's artist. So the ship's artist has managed to do a bunch of sketches of various scenes, mm. Uh, and you can sort of tur- you can work out things like who the captain is and who the the uh, the passengers First and are, mates. yeah, and vaguely who the <laughs> sailors are versus the passengers and things like that. So that 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 helps you to kind of see who's on the ship, but you don't know which person is attached to which name. Um, you you have a list of the the passenger and and crew manifest, mm-hmm. which has you know the position of the person, what their name is, and then they. <laughs> where they're from. Oh, yeah, that's really important. Um, And because that's where things like those dialects really come in because if you can recognise the difference between different, say, different accents, you can Mm. really – you can tell who's speaking because when you you get these um, playbacks of the last bits of audio, it's not like you're seeing a live scene with the people talking. You just hear the audio and then you see the scene pretty much, isn't it? That's right. And in a number of different scenes, it
0: is – only the accent, which reveals to you that a character or person, what you know from a certain place, is mm. in that, uh, and there are snatches of Different other languages, languages used, yeah. uh, and it's um, it's definitely you know historical learning experience because my my husband, who is an archaeologist, specialises in uh, North Africa and uh, the Romans so I think he would probably resent me saying that. Uh, He's a landscape archaeologist who uses neat tech things. But there was a moment where he was just like, oh, wait, Formosa? Hmm. And I was just like, yeah, um, it's now called Taiwan. And uh, I hope I'm right about that having said this on the podcast. But it was one of these things where he was just like, oh, oh, okay. Because, you know, so then it made sense that a character from someone else, somewhere else would have understood something that one of the Formosan passengers um, said or would have been used as a translator in that case. So it's a very, um, a very interesting experience to kind of be there, you know, and have sort of complementary knowledge to someone else who I would have assumed would know the same things as as me. So playing it as a duo is definitely Hmm. recommended.
1: Um, yeah, and I think also playing it as a duo, you actually finished the game. We did, whereas I got yeah. frustrated and gave up.
0: <laughs> well, but you you did finish the game. That's true.
1: I did. We but just I, had two different endings, and I but I didn't do all of the linkages that I could have done, mm-hmm. and basically, yeah. I mean, and, and it's a perfectly reasonable way to finish the game because you know sometimes it's just too much effort mm-hmm. to finish all that administrative work. And that's right.
0: <laughs> I mean. Really, do you do you care if you wait another hour for the next
1: Eurostar? Not
0: really. <laughs> Sorry. I'm thinking Sometimes about the, I do. the the travel form. If
1: it means that I miss the last train back to Leicester, it definitely does. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, no the um Oh, a cat is just... Sorry. Yes, there's a cat. She's she's just decided to join in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but no. So, I mean, I think a couple of things I want to mention, particularly are the art. That Obviously, this this game won an art
0: Absolutely award. Absolutely incredible.
1: So it's uh, based on old, early Macintosh games. So it's this sort of pixelated... You can choose. What I loved is that you can choose different uh, styles. kind of styles and yeah. different themes. So yes. You can have sort of certain styles of uh, old monitors that used mm-hmm. to be attached. Like so, you'd have the the, the orange and black, or mm-hmm. the green and black mm-hmm. kind of. Things.
0: Uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed that. Did you play on any of the other ones, or did you? No, I did table? the I did the
1: white and black, or the sort of off off white, the cream, sort of greyish color. Yeah, eggshell, shower. eggshell. Shower. <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, I, I just loved it. it. It was very interesting, and I, I loved the aesthetic at first. And then <laughs> – cats. Uh, and then uh, um, what I really liked later on was that it made it actually uh, – in some ways it actually made it quite difficult to see some of the details. Yes. But I liked that in a way because if you think sort of back to that era – Mm. Uh, even photographs and that weren't very detailed. Oh yeah, and so really, you're kind of, and and if you think about what you're actually doing with this memento Morton, oh. um, you're going back in time to kind of yes. see this, and so it's never going to be a perfect, rep, you know, re, re, like recreation of it. So actually, well, no, you
0: can't reconstruct the past ever, and so yeah. that, this is a nice way of visually encapsulating.
1: Yeah, that and problem. and kind of also moving around a three D pixelated. Yeah, scene was a really interesting art Trippy. yeah and I, I get the feeling that was quite difficult must have been quite difficult to kind of at least <clears throat> plan out in terms of how mm. it would it would work like that mm. so I mean I think the art direction was really good but I, I know you wanted to talk about the memento mortem right okay so I which is the the, the, the watch that you yeah
0: the, this is the this is the, the watch that you that you use and it's I enjoyed this concept you know having this having this stopwatch to kind of travel back uh etc but i i had a bit of a problem with this um they call it a memento mortem which all that means is remember death um but clearly the object is riffing off of the concept of memento mori which is this medieval latin christian concept around the ephemeral nature of the material world we're all going to die someday get used to it embrace it reflect upon it you know have have amazing skull rings and and everything else like that
1: this is this is probably because partly because of the like the fact that you just didn't live very long back then
0: i mean i mean partly but it's also a a totally different world view the spiritual was I mean, it was absolutely huge, and I—I I wish I could remember the name of the place off off the top of my head. I'm just remembering it, but it's, uh, you know, the display of, you know, a monastic skeleton, and it says, you know.
1: Oh, is this in the in the vault, in, the, in, in Paris? It is in, yes, yeah, yes. So I went. It's the um. Oh, it's the place. It's of the, just, it's got, it's got the name. Same name as a monkey. Once I
0: was like you.
1: Yeah. Soon, soon you will be become like, like become me. Like yeah. Me.
0: Yeah. So it's this this constant recollection of of death in all aspects of life um and i think you know of course a series of of plagues and, and other things massive fires what have you um but it's it's a very active concept it's it's literally remembering that you are going to die it's very personal and i it mean
1: quite popular in the victorian oh, too.
0: oh yes absolutely right like <laughs> that's the, the lived experience um there are lots of um Lots of really interesting sort of they were really blogs obsessed and, with death, weren't? they? I mean, a bit, yeah, yeah. and sex. Um, death and sex. Death yeah. and sex. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what more there could you go. really? <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, okay, but, but the but the Memento Mortem. I, I wouldn't in, it, it know exactly what phrase to pick or how to decline or conjugate anything because uh, I'm not a classicist. But I would ask a colleague who who you know did to have proper Latin for some help, and would would have pleased me kind of as an archaeologist and believe me, there are many things in this game that do please me as an archaeologist, there's a lot of historical accuracy, it was more of an engagement with the agency that the object provides you with. So instead of a future reflection, like remembering that you are going to die, a past reflection of the moment of death, meeting death, the instant of passing, and the dynamism of that transition. Mm. Um, and, and because just sort of remember death seems like a mm. bit banal and not, not quite so... Maybe sexy as the Victorians may uh, appear now.
1: What do you think about the use of doors as a kind of metaphor for a passing in between? Because when you finish looking at a scene, mm. when you want to mm-hmm. return to the present time, you, the black. you go through a black door. Yes. Uh, and I mean, <clears throat> it, there is a gradient, but yeah. Yeah, sort of it a smurly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I like that very much. Uh, the idea of doors and, and, and portals is is quite. A, a tidy way to link those things together. I I thought that that was good. Um, I mean, the swirly, whirly thing to kind of transport. Yeah, that was okay, but I liked the doors more
1: because mm. um, that's that more like the transition state, right? Mm-hmm. You're coming going in from one. It's a crossing a threshold, and,
0: yeah. and threshold is a word that's you know associated. And, and I mean, it's perfect for death, right? You you move one from one room and you move into another, uh, and that's natural. Mm. That's 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 part of life. Uh, so <clears throat> without getting too too deep into this, I, I kind of wanted that object to be a little bit more interesting, but it's a bit kind of like, oh, remember death. Mm. And it's, I mean, it, also the, the nature of the object and the personality of one of the characters in the deaths led me to um, figure something out much faster
1: than my husband. Huh. Um, Are we going to go into spoiler territory? No, not yet. Okay. I'm just leaving it. I'm leaving it, you know. You're going to leave it. Add it to our spoiler list.
0: Clean for now.
1: (laughs) It seems to me that uh, what, what Lucas Pope was doing when he – I mean, one of the things he wanted to do was it seems like he wanted to learn a new programming language. Sure. I'm, I'm a big fan of using games to learn new programming languages. Yeah. He just happens to make award-winning ones when he does it, unlike me. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, but you could do. I – well, you know, time and effort and that, but um, – an ability. <laughs> I just love these this style of game. I'm mm. a big fan of kind of murder mysteries. Mm-hmm. Um, I like finding out what happens. Like I said, though, I do get frustrated if I'm if I if I have to faff about too much. And actually, yes. it reminds me of her story a bit, which was another similar sort of puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's an older one, but I mean, I think it's on, I I played it on an aeroplane once. It was a great aeroplane game because I had it on my iPad Mm. and you you listen to all this video, you watch and listen to these video interviews with this woman Mm. and you have to find out what happened Mm. pretty much in like almost not quite the same way, but. But a similar um, kind of.
0: So it's similar sort of kind you get of, the information of pulling Yeah, you pull
1: time. these little facts yeah. out. You have to piece together what happened at what mm. points, who's lying about things. Like, there's a whole bunch of, like, you have to work out what doesn't add up and yes. what does add up. And then there's a whole bunch of little side stuff that's irrelevant and stuff like that. So, with this game, one of the
0: things that I was impressed with is despite the very static nature of the visuals, you have moments where you're like, why did that
1: happened
0: yeah you do don't you um (laughs) we'll save this bit for the spoilers i think Yes, and
1: that's
0: that's, you know quite exciting uh and there are more subtle things like absences so um and and presences so because of you know my interest in in you know the the biological science side of things i i notice non-humans uh, and so, you know, I did notice there was, there was a chicken.
1: Yes, um, but I you don't see you, I, don't, I,
0: you don't see the death of the chicken because no. the chicken isn't important enough. And there but you are do other. See the
1: death of another, um, you do see domestic the, animal. Yes, yeah. you do
0: see the death of another of another domestic animal. And then there's another animal uh, whose death you don't see. They just aren't there when that character on the ship. Um, when their time on the ship ends, shall we put it that way. Gosh, what are you talking about? It's a mystery. And so I was just like, (laughs) it's very clear in this scene, you see this person, they're obviously this person, painfully obviously this person, they've painfully obviously got this kit and everything, because a lot of times you identify characters based upon their equipment, um, or their manner of dress, Um, which if you already know something about, you know, some historical archaeology, which, you know, you're like, oh, Oh. There's a person. They have a non-human animal with them.
1: Oh, I know and what you talking about now. When yeah.
0: this person is no longer part of the ship's crew, no longer on the ship, disappears, then Where did that
1: animal where go? Where did that
0: animal go? And that was vexing me massively.
1: And then that turned out actually. To and be then quite it a, actually turned out to be super important. important. <laughs> Um, so Ooh, and that, so would be, that was spoilers. I think we're okay. Um, but I mean, be it might, it might aware you. of the animals. Be aware of animals. Yeah. Animals are important. Of course they are. We're animals. <laughs> uh,
0: whether or not we would like to, non-human present we are. Yes. Um,
1: <clears throat> so, uh, what else? In, what else in, did you enjoy from an archaeological perspective? From, okay, I
0: really enjoyed that they had like um, sheep goats we'll call them because I, I only saw their profiles, you know, on on deck in 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 the, there were various setups that I recognized for reconstruction. So I'm not, you know, a nautical archaeologist at, at all. But I did really appreciate the attention that was paid to detail. Also in terms of kind of the gunnery and cannon provision, like that was all really good. I think that they did okay. Not a perfect job of representing diversity, but a reasonably a reasonably good sensitive job of of depicting uh, people, you know, not from kind of typical white British or mm-hmm. Irish context. They they did a fairly reasonable job of depicting. Um, non-british people even though it's kind of clearly an east india company ship and, and other things and they have quite a you know and at various points the portrayals are quite sympathetic there was one group of people that i think were portrayed a little bit harshly um but you know yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah i'd agree with you <laughs> <clears throat> but i don't want to again i don't want to give too much away all right suffice to say i i, I think that I think that they tried, mm. and I think that's reasonable. Mm. And I think, as well as paying attention to, I'm talking about nationalities here, but they also paid attention to race yeah. and ethnicity. So when you have Americans aboard the ship, you don't just have white Americans. Mm. And be careful what you assume about who's in charge. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> that was, that was, because I was just like, well, no, it's this. And my husband was like, oh. <laughs> oh, and I was like, "Yeah, you did, didn't you?" you, you know. um,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, yeah,
0: it's it, it 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 There are some good, there are some positive things about those portrayals that that mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. And and like I said, the the the, the representation of of um, the cannons, the gunnery, the the animal holding areas, I I thought were very good. Um, they do display. At one point, the cranium of a cow. Now, I say cow because I know from the depiction in the game that this is a female animal, but I think it's pretty. I mean, I. Mm. At any rate, they do take the cranium and they do put it on the wall in the ship, which I don't know how I feel about that. I mean,. Sure, you'd have the cranium because you'd want to get all the mm. all the
1: meaty bits off and and
0: make that into food and things like that. And uh, I guess
1: you could stick it out in the sun and let the you know all the little final bits kind of bleach yeah, off. And I all just that. found
0: that a little bit. It, it was just a bit like hmm, I don't I don't I don't know about this. this well, they is,
1: are, would they have done this? They're rough and ready sailors, I of mean, course. Argh. yeah, right. It seemed a little bit. Well, they don't have any. I don't know other things they could.
0: Do well, you yeah. <laughs> <So, so anyway, laughs> and so
1: this was the thing like was this a
0: method of kind of showing this particular death? and I and I mean they, they weren't completely insensitive about their portrayal of uh, you know the the slaughter of, of the cow. Um mm. but um it was realistic, I felt. Reasonable, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Well I don't know why they're doing it on below decks. Why not do it above decks so you can wash the blood off?
0: Right. Um they had straw. Yeah. Um, which you definitely would have used to, to yeah. sop up uh, unseemly things. I did find that a little odd. And it, that scene felt a little more constructed than the mm. rest. Like, we're going to just stick a cow's skull cow on the wall so that you look at the death and see the things happening.
1: Yeah, because it wasn't really about the cow. What no. you were looking at was who was doing what in around yes. the cow.
0: Yes, whereas, I mean, from my perspective, of course, is the cow being put down because <laughs> because she's ill. Um, is she no longer giving milk because you know maybe they were just really hungry well because there's good reasons for taking a cow and definitely not a bull on a on a (laughs) a ship but why not kind of quite a a reasonably tame bullock if you're just going to have them for meat or how long is i don't know um it's difficult to keep an idea um you can keep an eye on the passage of time in the game but it's not straightforward no so it's difficult to say why?
1: All right. I think um, let's go into spoiler time. Right. I'm going to give us five minutes to talk about spoilers. <coughs> okay. Right. I've actually got a stopwatch here. Okay. And so when I say go, if you haven't played this game yet and you'd like to, which play you should, this you game, should play this game. Um, please for, feel free to fast forward by five minutes when I, after I say go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for those who have played the game and want to kind of OMG WTF with us about some of the stuff that we saw, mm. stick around. All right. Okay. Ready, set, go. All right. OMG WTF BBQ. BBQ. What about the mermaids and like the, oh my God. the spiky
0: things? The, and I loved, I, I, can I just say, I love the Kraken. The Kraken <laughs> was just wonderful. And you're like, what did you, what else did you like about the game? And I was like... The I mean, I really like the um, the, you know, the guns. No, I love the Kraken. It was a maze yeah, ball. it, it was. was just fantastic I because it's the first, splendid. it's
1: the first non-human massive, like, massive it's, and, it's, and it's an expected thing. Like you yes. think of, of ships like that, and you think, oh, yeah, there's going to be a giant Kraken, right? I mean, why not? Lol.
0: And oh, so wow. there was, and oh. then but then it just got Ooh. weirder, <laughs> and then it gets weirder, and then you have these kind of. I love the crab dude. Okay, it's. I'm pleased that you think that they're crab dudes, but I was calling like I in my were head. They horseshoe crabs I, or whatever they,
1: they were. They
0: looked like shrouded people riding like or, or or possessing kind of water spiders. Like they they, yeah. they were honest to really terrifying yeah they were they scared and me more they than scared anything f- else they, out of me like they were terrifying <laughs> I, and and it's this still frame and you're just like <laughs> <laughs>
1: especially the spike like so that, that's because that's why you get spiked and spears. Yeah, yeah and they, and they also have spears
0: because you, yeah so you have you have these shroud people riding these yeah. terrifying crab spider things and holy crap um, so so, they, and what I was thinking, um, this is where in the game your your mind just makes crap up. Yeah, um, is that like I was like, okay, so all the people who have died until this point they get chucked overboard yes, or something, and then that. they come back from the dead as these horrifying <laughs> shroud riding people, and then they spike oh, so cool. people
1: to death. I liked that with their little grippy stab. And things. then and then the mermaids were really cool as well because they were they that were? more. I think they were that more kind of horrifying mermaid than kind of.
0: Yes, but I, I felt quite sympathetic to Oh, absolutely. Of them. Um, and that was still really easy to do. Should we, since we have oh, a limited dude, amount of time, let's talk about, about the ending. Three minutes
1: left. Three minutes. Tell me about your ending. Okay. I, I, I wussed out and didn't finish it. You didn't wuss out, you just finished it differently. <laughs> um, and basically, what happened for me was that I got uh, uh, um, uh, I got off the ship and then it just told, uh, I sent my letter off mm-hmm. and um, I got this letter back that basically said that, you know, thanks very much, but the guy's now dead. <laughs> Who who uh, the the doctor? Oh yes, yeah, oh, yeah, yes.
0: So the doctor is key.
1: Yeah, and then uh, yeah, because like yeah, he he went off to Africa with a bunch of the other people. Morocco, right? yeah, um, and uh, yeah. Anyway, and then that then I just got the listing of how much they paid out to everybody, and you know, good job, thanks for you know working hard. Me. Yeah, that was it. Did you much. feel disappointed? Ah uh, no, because it's an ending, and I am actually right. like not one of these people that tends to get too head up on endings. Mm. But of course, I then went and read what happens if you get it right, and I found out that <clears> there's <throat> a whole much, whole bunch more stuff. Because also, I had the, I had a gap in my book. So tell me what happened.
0: Okay, the gap in the book is called bargain, mm-hmm. and like immediately you're like, and and so and, and the way that the when the when the captain dies, which is one of the.
1: You, know, things you one see. of the first
0: things you see. <laughs> um, you, you get to hear him say how sorry he is and all of these things. And you're like, oh, you know, has a, he made a kind of deal with a demon or something like that in mm-hmm. order to kind of ensure the safety of the ship or where the ship Seems is like, the crew and, like, what's going on with this and kind of there's all these things going on. So, no, uh, the bargain is not that. So the bargain is, and it involves, it is a bargain with the last surviving mermaid who is held in the manzaret Mm. of the ship. And um, I'm really sorry, that is my phone. (laughs) Um, Don't worry. Good. Oh, gosh, okay, <laughs> we're wasting time here, oh my God. Okay, the monkey is key. There is a monkey, he's the ship's surgeon's monkey, and you see him very clearly in one scene, but then when the ship's sh- surgeon leaves, he doesn't have the monkey. And the reason that he doesn't have the monkey is because when he um, when he leaves the ship, he chucks the monkey into the lanzarette and kills his own monkey so that that death is recorded and that you can see what happened. The bargain is made between the third or fourth mate with the final mermaid and that's to stop bad things happening to the ship and ensure that it returns into port safely and the best part is that then that mermaid is the one who
1: ensures that the ship returns and therefore that you get to see everything that happens. That's right.
0: That's wow. the Oberyn returns.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I, I didn't get that. But I think that's a nice, that's definitely a, a good ending. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, Yeah, my husband didn't
0: find it all that satisfying. But oh. you get different things
1: you get different things. And I think if you're like an admin nerd, like we are, I Maybe. think you get different. Yes, you definitely get different things out of it. All right. We have four seconds left. And okay, stop. Okay. So for those who are just joining us five minutes in from our discussion from of spoilers, our discussion of spoilers. Uh, generally summing up, uh, you get different things from this game. And mm. if you're an admin nerd like us, you get a whole bunch of fun admin nerd stuff mm. like spreadsheets and sticky notes. And if you and, just and like matching things up that may not make sense, yeah, yeah and and doing things like you know improving your knowledge of accents, <laughs> sure, yes. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a, it was a fun game to play, mm. and I'm glad I played it. I don't think I'll probably play through it again. Although apparently you can get different, you can you find out like something. There's some aspects that are easier to. Uh, find out if you play it through a couple of times. Oh, I think right. if you if you're struggling yeah. with it, let's just say. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, and um, yeah, I don't think I would
1: play through it again either.
0: I mean, I kind of feel like you've solved that We one we now. kind of yeah, it's done.
1: Yeah. Um, no, I feel like the same the same sort of thing. Unlike say Papers Please, which I you know is it's similarly um, it, like it, it's not like it's randomly generated or anything, but. But I, I enjoy the process of that. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Well, you, and trying, you and you can try different um, responses. So in *Papers Please*, you can try different, like, um, like when your when your family is starving, you can decide to you know give them heat instead of food versus food instead of heat, mm-hmm. for example. So you can try different things in that one. Whereas this one, you either have it or you don't. Really, mm-hmm. yeah. And there's only um, really one answer,
0: and and you can, you know. <sighs> There, there were a couple of things that were quite difficult. I mean, after a while, our uh, combined skills of observation, we were just like, all right, we're really close. Shall we just <laughs> yeah, like, swap you just around guess. the options yeah. <laughs> and guess here and yeah. do things around?
1: There are some things um, that are, are easier to guess than others.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, because for some things you have kind of... Um, I
1: found there was the one where there are two brothers and I just flat out guessed those. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Um, I knew it was. That- I knew it was one of them. But I just didn't know which one, yes. so I switched it around, and then it was like, "Bing, you got mm. it." <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, but I think I think generally, yeah. I mean, we enjoy playing it. Mm. It was fun to actually play it for the podcast too, because it was.
0: Yes. Uh, it was like an assignment. We were like, "Should we do this?" Yes. Okay, let's do this. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> so I think I think we should do this again sometime. If you've got ideas of what games we could play, um, yes. please do let us know either through. The Patreon yeah. uh, comments. We're we're willing to take
0: uh, gameplay things. I mean, yeah. you might just, you know, if it's like a PvP or first per- person shooter thing, you might just need to be prepared to hear us shout expletives. Um,
1: yeah, this isn't. You know, we can say expletives thing. in this. In this, yeah. sense, okay. Um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Man, not there's to. a PvP event <laughs> on
0: in Elder Scrolls Online, and so I'm
1: just like, ah! No, I've been playing Destiny Two with Ray, and yeah. it's a bit like that too. Yeah. But anyway, um. Yeah, no, please do let us know. If you like what we do and oh, yes. you enjoy listening to us ramble about games, then please, uh, we have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash notjustagame. And, you and if you put, give
0: us a certain amount of your precious monies,
1: then can, we will
0: take suggestions for podcasts and things like that.
1: Yeah, for topics and that. Um, although if you have a game that you think we should play, I think we'll just yeah, yeah. that one I mean, be open. Yes. Um, if it's expensive, if you want to gift it to us on Steam, let us know. <laughs> yes, that is another issue. Time
0: is hard and money is hard.
1: Yeah. So uh, yes, do let us know and um, and yeah, please please help us out to pay our, our lovely editor, uh, Emma. Yes. Thanks, Emma. Yes. Also, thanks for trying to edit this godforsaken episode. did. <laughs> <laughs> We did okay, I think. yeah, It's better than some. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, once again, thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to you next time.
0: Talk to you next time. Bye. You've been listening to the Not Just a Game podcast. The music is Hot Machine Cold Surface by Ben Prunty from OC Remix. Graphics are from the Noun Project.
1: Where's the stop button on this?